I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. You're locked on to Hans Olsen and Scotty Chin. Chin, Chin. That's right, yeah! On 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Scotty, 97.5 DKSL Sports Zone. Joining us now, the man who put it all together. We are live just outside of Vivint Arena here on the corner of uh, 300 West and South Temple. Maybe a little cold. That's all right. No big deal. It's going to heat up inside that arena. Also up at the Huntsman Center as well. But Jim Olson, president of the Utah Jazz, kind enough to join us. Jim, how are you? Mr. Olson. Hey, how are my two favorite broadcasters doing? <laughs> I don't know. They they haven't arrived yet. They, <laughs> they come in about they, they come on at three. Hour. <laughs> you guys know me all too well. <laughs> we'll ask them how they're doing when they get here. We'll see Please how do. Doing. Give, give, yeah. give them my best, will yeah, you? I will. <laughs> well, for sure. And DJ and PK say hi. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey uh, have you gotten any sleep this week or even like maybe the previous month or so leading up to this thing? Oh, you know what? Um, we'll worry about sleep next week, but uh, it's all been worth it. Like, I like this has just kicked off the last couple of days, and it is just the greatest thing in the world. We're just loving every minute of it. So I just got to tell you, Jim, that we've had three of the top NBA insiders stop by and actually jump on the headset with Scotty and I over the last nearly three hours. And I would say combined, Scotty, and I'm just going to kind of lob a guess. Combined, you probably have 35 all-star experiences yeah. yep. or 40 all-star experiences amongst the three of them. And, Jim, they have been walking around town. They've been going out to events. And it was great to hear them be so complimentary of what you guys have done here to get ready for the all-star weekend. How how much goes into organizing all of the, I'll just call it redevelopment of downtown getting ready for this event? Well, a lot goes into it. I mean, you know, we, we were awarded this all-star game, all-star weekend four years ago, and you really start preparing at some level four years ago, three years ago, two years ago. But I'll tell you, the day after we finished in Cleveland last year, literally that next day we were regrouping, and, and that's when it got real. And, and when I say got real, like, you know, boots on the ground, people, you know, from the NBA coming into town on a regular basis. And, you know, a lot of the, the NBA just steps up and really does a great job to work with us. Our team, Carrie Holt Larson, who's led the whole charge from day one for us, she's just been an absolute rock star. And, uh, 
it, it's a big effort, but like I said, I mean, right now, it, every bit of it's been worth it. It's just been so much fun. So I want to go back in the rearview mirror a little bit. I remember when we were chatting uh, during the renovation, and I asked you at that point, and I said, does this, you know, because the NBA likes to reward teams that invest in buildings and build buildings and rebuild them and, and all that. Uh, and I asked you if, if this felt like this was going to give you a, a leg up and perhaps bringing the All-Star game back to Salt Lake City. And you said, you know, you were kind of coy about it. And I think probably you were putting some plans together at that point, but said, you know, look, that's something that we'll always keep our mind towards and hope for. But did that uh, renovation really help lead the way to getting this game back here? It absolutely did, and you're right. I probably had to be a little coy at that time, but you know, nothing's guaranteed when you when you go after an All Star weekend like this. You know, when you bid on it, but uh, we knew by doing the renovation, it would give us that opportunity to to get a leg up in the bid process. And and at the end of the day, it absolutely did, and and it's all paying off now. So, Jim, when you guys bid on these things and put so much work and effort into bringing the all-star game here from your perspective what are you hoping to gain maybe personally but maybe organizationally what are you hoping to gain from such an overwhelming task that you've taken on well, I've got, I'm going to, you know, it's, it's a good question, and you might be surprised a little bit by my answer, but when you ask organizationally, the, I'm going to say that organizationally it's going to transfer to the community. We view the Utah Jazz as a community asset. We, we've got the best fans in the world. And so personally as an organization, uh, yeah, like do we want, uh, you know, the NBA world coming here and seeing that Utah's for real and seeing what a great place? Absolutely. But, but you know what? This, this was a priority for the community. And uh, when I think about it organizationally, it's our chance to, to give back to the community, to create an experience, a huge economic impact, uh, and, and once again, expose Utah to, to the world. I mean, this thing's being broadcast in over 200 countries, in over 60 languages around the world, visitors from around the world, and, and it's just it's giving back to this great community that we're fortunate, fortunate enough to be a part of. Jim Olson, president of the Utah Jazz, joining us, 97.5, the EKSL Sports Zone. Um, all right, so, I, again, going back in time a little bit, you get the games in uh, in 2019, and then this uh, little thing called uh, COVID-19 hits in uh, 2020. <laughs> Were you concerned that, uh, was there a moment, because everybody kind of, I think it was supposed to be in Indianapolis uh, the year, it, it, during uh, that 2021 COVID year, was there a concern that you might get pushed back a year, or they might change the rotation, or what, what, what were the fears during that? You know, it was never much of a concern. It was a pretty quick conversation with the NBA, and for, for a variety of different reasons, they, they decided it was best to keep, uh, keep our, our time frame in line and, and uh, you know, keep this, this the year for us to do it. And, but, but there were still concerns, you know, going back two years ago, you know, how would COVID affect things? And, you know, obviously Chicago did a great job under really tough circumstances. Cleveland did a really great job under tough circumstances. This is really the first uh, uh, all-star weekend that uh, is, co- we'll call it COVID-free, but please, you know, take that. And, yeah, no, uh, I, I mean I got it. You. And, and the NBA has seen that. I mean, the activation of sponsor companies, big brands coming here to activate their brand, and, like, the, the NBA hasn't seen it for a long time, and so it's like things have opened back up, and we're very fortunate. So, 
Jim, the reports are you turned down the bid to play in the celebrity game. Uh, I don't know if that comes down to your game or if you're a little bit worried about being up on Ryan Smith. I'm not sure. But the, the give me your thoughts on it. Yeah. The hands, they, they were afraid of me. They were, they were, they were afraid. <laughs> that, that's all it comes down they, to right there. <laughs> they, avo- they avoided that bus. They avoided that bus. Uh, I, so Lloyd, Lloyd and I are hopping on the, the train. We're actually going to head up to the All-Star game or the uh, Celebrity game. That's going to be our first thing, and then we'll come back down here tonight for the rising stars but talk a little bit about that celebrity game that they got going on up there i mean how cool is it to have you know ryan smith and Dwayne wade as the captains of the two teams and uh, you know there's been a lot of media out there about their personal rivalry with their three-point shooting contest there's going to be a great uh, three-point shooting contest going on at the celebrity game between those two with money going towards uh, fight for the fight you know our jersey awesome. patch and the fight for cancer research and uh you know they're they're turning uh they're, it's for for guys at that level to get involved in this way you know just another example i'm actually out i'm actually out uh, we, today's the day of service i just stepped out of the big warehouse out at the uh, lds church uh, bishop storehouse we've got about 200 volunteers out here packing food boxes that are going to be sent around the country to help people that are in need for food and Dwayne wade's here and ryan smith is here and gail miller is here and Jason Williams, Darren Williams is here. Like, like, and, and all these NBA family, you know, friends and people, and like, it's just it, it, there's so much good going on this week. It's just, it's really cool. What? And, and again, I, I this is I'm trying to think the right way to ask the question because I think the answer is just an incredibly complex one. But the amount of work you have to go through to shut down an entire city block and the amount of work that goes in with the city and arranging everything else that goes along with it. I mean, I can't, I mean, I've been in that building with you and then sat in on planning <laughs> meetings and, and, and know, know the process and the talented people. But did it even surprise you how much details and work had to go in to make, to pulling this thing off? Yeah, Scotty, I'm so glad you asked that question because, uh, listen, um, I'm not a political guy. I'll just say that up front. I, I just, you know, I kind of do my business. But our city leaders, our county leaders, and our state leaders, all of them stepped up in, in enormous, huge ways to make this happen. And I spoke to a group of uh, county leaders earlier today, and, and just like we didn't have to go sell them on the vision of a $300 million economic impact, or we didn't have to sell them on the vision of this being just this incredible advertising branding opportunity for the state of Utah around the world. They, they're, they're smart enough. They knew what this was. And we could not have done this without city, county, state leaders and, and stepping up. And, uh, you know, um, all of the good is coming back to the community. Every hotel room in the entire valley is booked. Uh, restaurants, bars, uh, clothing stores, malls. You name it, ski resorts. I I know so many people actually came straight here from the Super Bowl last Sunday. They came to ski for a couple of days and then to be here for All Star Weekend. And like, you know, when we talk about a three hundred million dollar economic impact, that's that's what this will do. And we've just been very fortunate to have those leaders, the city, county, and state leaders that we have. You know, Jim, this state feels like they're in another fight to potentially host the twenty thirty Olympics, pulling off an event like this getting the leaders to surround it, bringing a lot of different personalities here to the state. How much does pulling off an event like this help you in a potential bid like that? 
Yeah, it's really important. Uh, once again, great question because, and you know, I've had I've had conversations throughout our process with you know those leaders that are that are working on the Olympics, and this is abs. I mean, trust me, they're they're watching. Uh, you know, the Olympic people are watching this weekend, and how do we pull it off? How's the travel? I mean, the Delta Airlines and their major investment into the airport. Um, I don't want to quote the number, but it's it's astonishing how much they've invested into the airport, and they're watching the investment into the community and into this place. And and the, the great news is, and I know we still have two and a half big days to go and a lot of events, but they're going to walk away from this seeing that uh, we, we know how to do it here in Utah. Ryan Smith was talking to a group yesterday or the day before, just said, we know how to get things done in Utah. And it's it's absolutely true. And, and you know, the Olympic or- organizers definitely will see that after this weekend. So, uh, you you know, and I'm not trying to date you here, but you've worked for the Jazz for a minute. Um, just a minute. <laughs> just a minute. Uh, i got to ask you, from a personal standpoint, not only as an employee and, and the president, but as a longtime fan of this team, how cool is it going to be to have the uh, Delta, speaking of Delta, that Delta uh, name back on the uh, on that arena? I mean, it's, you know, it's a dream come true as far as our business goes and what we've tried to accomplish and the relationships we've tried to build. And we're so fortunate to have the partners we've had over time. And Vivint is going to continue to be just one of our outstanding, great partners. We're, we love those guys and all the, you know, the, the great work we've done together. But you know what? It's just right. And, and um, I actually spoke with uh, Ed Bashan of Delta Airlines earlier this morning, and they are, he's here. With, with his team and you know participating in everything and everybody just knows it feels right and uh, it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun and uh, we're looking forward to uh, the return of the Delta Center. So I got to ask you, Jim, because the timing on this is just incredible. You obviously come into the season knowing that you've got the All Star Game here. Had a couple of All Stars, actually three All Stars on the team with Conley, Donovan, and Rudy. <clears throat> Those guys are kind of moved out. How crazy was it? that an all-star developed on the team in the beginning stages of this season. And what were the conversations like behind the scenes as this guy that came in on a trade all of a sudden starts developing into a Western all-star? How exciting was that for you guys? Well, it's super exciting. I mean, Larry is just proven to be one of the great players in the NBA right now and this year and young and has such a great future. And, you know, the NBA is a, an interesting place. You know, people got to find the right fit. And when, when you find that fit and a player can excel, um, it's always a special time. But, you know, hindsight is, is like, listen, it's Danny Ainge and Justin Zanuck. And, I mean, like, am I, at the time, you know, did you start getting getting a little surprised like wow this guy's better than maybe we thought but uh danny and justin are very humble and won't admit it but i think they knew he was going to be pretty darn good how about a uh, a young man from auburn like walker kessler who you know when hans and i are sitting across the table and that trade goes through and we're listing all the assets and we're talking about all these first round picks and undrafted and all the or are unprotected and we're going through it all and they're like oh and uh their first round pick last year walker kessler and then we're like okay let's get to the other stuff we just kind of kind of glossed over him but boy you guys you guys struck gold on that one well, 
once again, uh, you know, just credit to Danny Ainge and uh, Justin Zanuck. I mean, I'm, I'm, I guess you can call me biased, but they're, they're the best in the business. And uh, the it's not just knowing basketball, but the culture they're building on the basketball side of things. And obviously, listen, ton of credit to, to Will, Coach Will. I mean, listen, uh, what a great hire that was by, by Justin and Danny. And um, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, Walker's a special special kid and uh, uh, you're going to just see him keep he'll keep getting better well Jim when this thing's all said and done I hope that you get up on the green for about three weeks just just all alone you and your fly pole anybody that you might want to bring I just hope you get a nice extended getaway on the green because I know that's kind of your heaven up there that's kind of my place, and I would invite you, but last time you ate all my caramel popcorn, <laughs> so you're not invited this next time. I'm going alone, like you said. <laughs> hey, that that was nine years ago, and I've noticed how many invites I've had since. I I, I was so hungry. Susie and put the, a lot of work into, the, that, into that caramel corn. And the man. caramel corn was there, and I, I, was, I was sitting behind Clay, so Clay didn't even see what was happening behind him. No. And by the time I knew it, I looked down, and it was gone. I, I felt terrible. <laughs> no, you didn't feel bad at all. <laughs> you're Right, he did. did not. He did. He asked if there was more. <laughs> uh, Jim, we're fired up for you, man. Uh, we, you know, Hans and I got a little bit of a glimpse that, that went on behind the scenes, but I can't imagine the work and time and effort between you and and everybody else there. Um, fantastic people in that organization, and congratulations on a on an incredible upcoming weekend. Well, and I know I still owe you guys a breakfast. I think we've been texting for about three months, trying to find time to eat breakfast. So now, after my Green River trip is over, we'll uh, we'll go get some breakfast and catch up. But you guys are the best. Uh, love you guys, and uh, just wish you the best this weekend. Have some fun with it, and uh, yeah, we're grateful to be to be a part of this. Back at it. Back at you. We Thanks love so you, much. Brother. Thank you. See you guys. There he is, Jim Olson. You may call him president. We call him a really good dude. Yeah, I call him Mr. Olson. Yeah, we. Still I consider myself the best, the second best Olson when I'm in the room with Jim. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I do. I do miss hanging out with that guy. Yeah, he's great. And as you mentioned, you were in a lot of different meetings with these guys while so many different things were going on. And I'm sure you saw them execute a lot of things, including the renovation of the arena that had been a huge undertaking. But just standing here and looking around, because we're right here on the corner of 300 West and South Temple, and standing here on the corner just looking around and seeing all the activities, all the signage, all the different transportation, everything that they've put in place, to be able to operate this and manage it and bring this to utah and make it look seamless yeah it's impressive what they've done absolutely absolutely impressive happy for them all right we'll take one last break and uh get you ready for unrivaled what a show today man this has been a lot of fun right outside vivin arena the home of the 2023 all-star game right here on 97.5 the ksl sports zone two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. 
but what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.